0: how should we think of micrograms in terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that?
1: Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Friday, September 9th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. Right out of the gate, I want to go in and shout out that I think it's very, very telling. We're going to get into how I was censored again on, on Twitter today, that our pirate channel, seemingly isn't connecting for some interesting reason. I've been seeing little insights into how I do believe that they are learning how to stop this. Well, I, don't, I can't be sure about that, ultimately. Friday, September oh, 9th, twenty. I take it back. <laughs> it starts up in the background. I was going to say I have it streaming because of that on three other pirate channels, just to poke them in the eye when that happens. And they're all streaming now, so why not? We're on four different channels. But joining me today to co-host the Daily Wrap-Up to go over a lot of different things, including what she is working on herself is Whitney Webb. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Great to be here. Great to have you on the show. It's been a while. I think it's important to go over some of this really kind of rapid fire discussion, talking points of what's going on in the world, especially with someone as, you know, with a keen mind like yourself to see your your take on it because uh. I've sure got different input and, and, and outlook than I do.
0: Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm always happy to, well, uh, shoot the shit I was going to say, but maybe that's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <who laughs> um, cares? <laughs> you know, but it's always, it's always nice to connect with you, Ryan, and, and talk about, uh, our crazy, uh, clown world. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely. Very, I mean that that analogy in and of itself has become so very obvious and transparent throughout all this. Even even I used to kind of like laugh at that the term, and and now it's become like a common thing. I put on effort tweets. It's it is it's clown. Oh, you mean clown world? Yeah, yeah, I like mean... the very concept.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Very funny. No, I I see what you mean. Yeah, it used to be a thing like you know making fun of the state of things, occasional things, and now it's like all the time. There's something where it's yeah. like, is the world just become a parody of itself all the time now? <laughs> yeah, I just so. had an
1: interview with uh with Matt Eckhart, er- uh, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. I'm blanking all of a sudden. He grew, very intelligent guy. He was talking about a lot of different kind of technocratic overlaps and had some really interesting Canadian connections to like the history of. Oh, you mean Matt Earhart? Eric yeah Eric. did I say it wrong I'm I'm embarrassed by that now because i I've really enjoyed our conversation <laughs> but but it was it was such a great discussion about the overlap of the history of the multiple times this kind of agenda globalization kind of thing has been tried the Canadian overlap with the British Empire and like which is very interesting, and I think we're watching this you know clumsy effort, one last try, I guess if you want to try to look at it that way, being hopeful because I do believe that we're standing up and pushing back quite a bit, and I think that that was what we were kind of seeing is that this may be one of the first times in history where we can truly maybe stop it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hopeful. What do you think?
0: Uh, well, I think it, I think it's going to get to that point because I, I think, and I think I've said this uh, before on, on your program, I think they overplayed their hand with COVID and really everything else that's come since. And mm-hmm. a lot of people that, you know, would have been really dismissive of a lot of stuff you and I have been talking about for the past several years. Um, are very um you know interested now or much more willing, much more receptive um, you know, than in previous years. And I think, you know, especially the the stuff with like Europe right now, I, I mean, it's just obvious that the sanction stuff is just insane and that mm-hmm. they're deindustrializing uh their own countries on purpose. Right. Um and right. it doesn't even really benefit Ukraine, which has been the claim because the sanctions don't even haven't had any impact on Russia really. And a bunch of the money is being sent overseas to Ukraine and the sanctions are hurting the people themselves. And there's been plenty of time for this to play out and be really obvious. And they're doubling down. They're not doubling down to help Ukraine and hurt Russia. So I think a lot of people even that don't consume news even, and they're just getting high energy bills They're starting to be like, okay, now my my way of life is being seriously impacted what's going on, because what the government's saying is making no sense. And I think, you know, they're going to lose control of the situation pretty quickly once it gets really insane, because you're not just having, you know, people being cold and hungry, potentially in a big way. Um, in the next coming months, you have the economy essentially shutting down uh, in Britain. They're saying six out of 10 factories are going to shut down mm. uh, the the metal industries in Europe, like aluminum uh, manufacturers and stuff are talking about shutting down several German businesses. Major corporations um, are, are have announced they're shutting down. This is deindustrialization, you know, decarbonization. Right. And isn't it interesting that those same policies are being advanced, but under the guise of the war in Ukraine and all of this stuff, it's obviously like there's a particular goal and, and solution and system they want to implement. And they'll say whatever they have to say to like get there and to sell it to you. Um, but what concerns me is that they're expecting a lot of unrest once this hits the fan. And what are those plans?
1: Yeah. To to deal with that. Right. Yeah. That's definitely. So I think
0: that's a a thing to watch in an area of concern because they know that that they're pushing people like never Mm -hmm. before. So what are they anticipating? You made Mm -hmm. an interesting
1: point there about the average person too. Like you're right. The people that are just, you know, laughing at everything and going, you guys are all crazy. I just want to live my life over here. Suddenly going, I can't do that anymore. Like now I have to be engaged because they're taking that away from me.
0: Yeah. And there was always a point where there was this was going to happen where, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of well, I experienced this a lot when I lived in the US still. And I was like, you know, this was way before COVID and all this other stuff. And I was like, don't you see what's happening? Criminals are in power. We have to do something. And people are like, I don't really care about that politics stuff. (laughs) As long as, uh, you know, I have Netflix and beer. It's like, whatever. That was pretty much the answer I got. Right. Right. Uh, all the time. And so, you know, now a lot of people are being forced out of that comfort zone. Um, and so what does that mean? What sort of decisions are those are people in that group going to make when the, when the, that, that, convenience and those conveniences and, and those comforts aren't so readily available? Yeah. Are they going to do everything uh, the elite uh, ask of them in order to get it back or some sort of semblance of it back or are they going to uh go in the other direction? I mean, obviously we can hope for one over the other and I am optimistic about that. Uh mm-hmm. but I I just hope that people aren't, you know, I think the powers that be are really banking on people being uh complete slaves to convenience and and uh quote unquote first world comforts, whatever that means um and,
1: and you see the easy scapegoats they're trying to give them, i mean it's it's if they just want to buy something, yeah. they will think oh, it's Putin's fault, okay, ah, bad guy Russia doing it I all don't mean, know how many know. people
0: are really buying that I don't anymore, either though but
1: they're trying and it's you know it's another yeah we yeah, it's clumsy effort. I mean, I think COVID really did kind of open that, expose it to everybody. It's like, why is this so very forced? And, and, you know, and, and now we're questioning everything else too. You know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It pushed you hard. That
0: that, invariably, invariably happens. But I think part of the thing here is too, that the planners, the people, you know, at the top and the people, the class below them, that sort of orchestrate all this stuff and design Mm. the propaganda. They see the masses as subhuman, essentially, like as just completely retarded. This is the eugenics um,
1: overlap, right? The same people.
0: Is an overlap. I mean, we've talked mm. about it many times. Yeah. So I think, you know, they don't feel the need to design sophisticated propaganda. They see us all as having like the mentality of kindergartners, mm. essentially. And that, you know, I it's think easy that to hurt
1: us and their detriment right there, big time. I think they've Well, yeah
0: totally i've said this before that they've overplayed their hand in in several ways and that's that's one of them mm-hmm. you know they have this uh, a couple different flawed outlooks i think that are ultimately going to lead to their downfall the question is you know how much pain can they cause before uh they they fall you know
1: right right well mm-hmm. i think that's the, the, the there ha- there has to be a positive note we can take from that and i think we you know cuz it's it's in it's, our
0: hands that's the positive right. note yeah totally yeah. and I, you know
1: whether or not I mean, your, your work shown clearly that they'll, they, you know, whatever entity we're talking about, those in power, people in control will always try to circle back and drive the agenda in from a different angle. And that's just the nature of what we, if as long as they're in power. So we just have to keep standing up to this and pushing back. And I think one of the ways we do that is by the work we're doing and the shows we put out and the, and everything we discuss, which I think is a good place to start with here in regard to how I was just censored again on, on uh, Twitter. I think that's not a big story. I mean, this point it's like, Oh, it's a Thursday. You know, it's like, but but <laughs> it's, it's still important to point out how crazy it is that it just keeps happening. And one point that I made clear people that are, are you know engaged enough to know how the, every account that I've been using, as I pointed this out on my new account, After Hours Live, which is, thank you, Be Rich, for allowing me to use that one, <laughs> is that I just said, t was just censored again. This was today, this morning. Below is the most recent T-Lab pirate account that was being used, and this is the Enigmas Telkit, kit, whatever that was from. There was no documentable way that Twitter could know if that was actually me. Either way, this what was the reason? What rule did the, the account break? I argue probably nothing, but my point in, is that, and somebody responded by like, going, "Oh, they know your IP address and everything else." I'm like, "That was my point." I, I handling those things. I don't <laughs> VPN and so on. Like, my, as far as I understand it, I'm doing everything that I have in place so they don't know that's me. I'm assuming they're just assuming that it's me and censoring it. In any case, I think it's pretty crazy. This keeps happening, and wh- why? I mean, what do you think? Why? Why is it? Why is T-Lab so incredibly targeted? I mean, I'm, I'm not the only one that notices this is happening to me more than most. I don't want to go ahead and say more than anybody, but why do you, what do you think? I mean, it seems crazy.
0: Uh, well, it's really hard to know. Um, Cause it's been going on for a long time really since COVID started. And in that era of censorship really got off the, um, you know, got out the gates, I guess, you know, I, like, like when Trump was elected, the censorship on Facebook got really bad, but it didn't really spread to Twitter mm-hmm. as much until COVID. At least that's my feeling about it. So I think um, when it comes to t you were just, you and, and me and some other people were really early about a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff and, you know, very well-sourced objective and, and hitting, hitting the marks, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> that's part of why not only have you been censored off of social media, but it's also like the financial censorship. Right. Um, cause I didn't get hit so much with a Twitter ban, but I also don't tweet that often yeah so that may be why uh <laughs> what yeah, saved yeah. me i'm pretty relentless uh,
1: these days yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but i did get financially censored and i know uh, right. james corbett did too and some some other people because that's ultimately like what hurts more in, in a sense than
1: oh yeah we're, than the
0: other stuff yeah
1: they're seeing that today with what we're doing de- you know in general i mean we've got paypal patreon venmo i mean i just there's i know there's a couple others in there they all just all you know pulled the rug out which i even laughed about the venmo one was funny because that's I literally only paid my my term, uh, pest guide on that. That was it. I barely even used it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she <laughs> so yank that rug out too. Why not? You know. You but know. Go, going to the next one in general, I thought it was interesting to point out that again, it's not just TLAV. I just think it's weird how constant that seems to be on accounts that I know that they can't prove or me because my point in that is that I've already shown that there's been at least two other accounts that I know were censored under the guise that it was me. Like you cannot, you know, the, uh, violating the rule of permanent suspension that I never even touched. They were just setting them up for me and they censored them anyway. So I know they're guessing and trying to knock down what they think is me, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. And we also know that the CDC and different groups have been caught through that lawsuit, hand point, you know, pointing directly at T-Labs account on Twitter, saying this, yeah. this one has to go. That was in a lawsuit that came out. But we see Jay Bhattachar, a very highly credentialed, educated you know, scientist. This guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. And he was just locked out of Twitter because he's knocking this stuff down. Are you familiar with his work? Uh no,
0: but I, I do know who the Bragman guy is. Uh who's like um says he's writing a hit yeah. piece on him, yeah. So
1: Well Dr. J. If you haven't seen his work, he he's definitely let's see, I think he's back on now. I think they, they locked him out. Yeah, it looks like he's back or possibly. I would to follow him again, but yeah. Well, you
0: know, you're going to get a piece written about you, no matter what your credentials are. It's about whether you toe the line or not. It doesn't really matter how well credentialed you are. If you commit thought crimes, uh, you will be punished by, by, uh, I think is it Walker Bragman? I thought it was Walter Bragman.
1: I, that's just her tweet. She could have mis mistyped it. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. I well, I can't remember. He's not memorable enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry. But, uh, you know, what, that guy that's sort of, <laughs> one, of <laughs> one of the many that falls it. into the npc yeah. background
1: of the media yeah
0: but um what i do want to say about twitter censorship is that now it's come out in the open right that they're the censorship is in collusion with with the federal government right so this whole argument that's existed for years of twitters a private company you, they can censor whoever they want because they're a private company well no now you're having the private company collude with the state so it's mm-hmm. fascist censorship which is what we were saying the whole time and you know a big theme in my work over the past several years has been about how most of these big tech companies uh have intimately close ties to the national security state uh and it, either at their inception or very early on and so you, you can't really say where one ends and the other begins when it comes to big tech companies period yeah, absolutely uh, and now it's out in the open, so I don't really know if that's going to change how Twitter censors uh or how people use the platform, but really you know if people are only using conventional social media, uh, to get their news and to access information. You know, they have you over a barrel, whether they, you know, uh, try and get more in line and, and not censor as much. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if they have a monopoly over your consumption of information, you're giving them the advantage. So
1: absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, I mean,
0: do, do something else. If you're going to use social media, I mean, conventional social media, at least diversify yes. um, and have a backup plan.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's like as I always point out, it's you know, it's unfortunate that it seems to be the the most primary location that people dump information. A lot of it's wrong, and that's important to understand. Half of it could be false, but it is really important. I've said this many times: the real time, instant information. It's I it really is unparalleled at the moment, at least as far as I can tell. Maybe Telegram would be an an interesting comparison, but it's very different because you know Telegram just runs differently the way that it's set up. But it's it's hard, but it's very weird the way that they selectively aim this. I do think it's based on influence. You know, I've effectively been knocked off to the point to where I'm outside the sphere for the average person on Twitter. You know, they don't know it's me or but there's a lot of very large people that say things that are accurate and important that don't get affected, you know, and so I I think there's a game they're playing on. Is the juice worth the squeeze? If we delete that person, is it going to cause more attention to the point that he wanted not to be seen? You know, that kind of a thing. So I, I definitely think that they're playing a game there. We'll see how it progresses.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Here here are some interesting points on censorship that I want to include before we get into the main the main uh, talking points of today. Oh, actually, I want to talk about Ukraine really quickly before we get into the injection discussion. But I, I don't know if you saw this. This is really interesting. And this is speaks to the censorship, not just on social media platforms, guys, but what we're seeing is kind of fascist push all across the board right now. This guy, yeah. th- th- he's in a Utah... Uh, Basically, a a meeting, I think it was a, a, let's see, it was a Senate committee for for the state where they're discussing vaccine passports, a bill banning vaccine passports. Now, this guy gets kicked out under the argument of the article that he had a sticker on it that simply said, uh, it was no, vote no, where was it? Vote no on the bill, HB 60. And that wasn't allowed, apparently. But there's very clearly in the video, I'll show in a second, a focus on the shirt the guy even brings out like a coat and is like, you have to wear this coat. The shirt simply says, We the people, which is pretty interesting. Of course, the, you know, we know that the idea of the Constitution itself is being demonized and, you know, it's a Republican thing. It's crazy. But they say in the article, it's just about the sticker. But let's watch the video and then you guys we can comment on it. However, you look at this, though, the way that this is being handled is there's there's no free speech here. There's no, the, your, the, your rights are not being respected, in my opinion, in this video. Yeah. Do you have any comments before I play it?
0: No, go ahead and play it. We'll talk after.
1: Okay. Oh, and by the way, the volume from their end, it's very low. You can almost barely hear what he's saying. I'll get into the article next, but I'll play it nonetheless.
0: Mm -hmm. You don't want to Mike, 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 Mike. that's an infringement. That's an infringement. So he shouldn't have the to wear, the wear a jacket. House. He's a living so, man. He's in a, living man. Man. He says, <laughs> right.
1: a living man who
0: reserves his rights. A living man. this is <the> kids, <laughs> right. yeah.
1: Yeah we're in a
0: recess like a that's so right the so 5 minutes is over control. okay to 3
1: seconds recess or now It's recess are not one you're supposed to i complied i checked this confirm it okay really quickly i'll i'll pause right there and before we finish it so there's an important thing he said right there one is that he that he took the sticker away Okay so if the article we'll read next which is arguing it's just because of the sticker is the point then what are they still worried about you know and they bring up the shirt about his thing saying we you know we are we the people like it's just it seems ridiculous and they're also actually in a recess so it's a public hearing where everything is yeah. on recess and they're forcing him to leave based on the idea that what the shirt the sticker i mean do you have any thoughts before I keep playing
0: um well like I said if you, if you want to show the rest of it let's mm-hmm. just talk at the end
1: okay mm-hmm. Are we in recess or not? you want to leave? Okay. It's not against the law for women to show
0: their breasts in are we not in Why? recess Why are we in here? we Why? Why are we in here? Why are we in
1: That's the gist of it. And just more of that at the end. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I'm just laughing real quick for my audience. So probably, you know, wanting to say, thank God Whitney's there. Oh, you don't like stopping the video every 10 seconds and talking about it. I I love doing that. Go ahead. What are your thoughts?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm actually, maybe you're not expecting this. I think one of the most disturbing parts about this video is that the people who are rightly outraged about what's going on are just standing there and filming it with their smartphone and not doing anything else. Good point. Um, these people should be like surrounding the cops and giving them a hard time Yep, about it if they're actually mad about it. Instead, it's just, oh, I'm documenting it. I'm filming it. Well, what is that going to do? Besides, you know, one person's filming it. Okay. But I mean, literally everyone filming it. Um, yep. You know,
1: because they've been convinced that that is the action they can take today. Like, I guess.
0: But, you know, these violations are are going to get more egregious with time and more Mm -hmm. violent, probably with time, too. And if people are just like, I'm going to show what you did, that's not going to be enough.
1: Right. They don't care. Obviously, they're doing it. They'll just censor
0: it on social media or they'll explain it away or whatever. I mean, I'm just so tired of, of the fusion of people with their their devices.
1: Yeah. You know. Derek's done good work on the idea of how to handle a situation like that about like, you know, like you said, like surrounding can sound confrontational, but it doesn't have to be like, especially when you're doing it in a non peaceful way. But these days, I think that's what those people are worried about. They don't want to be the person arrested. You know, they want to be on the peripheral and, you know, you, you can't, You know, some people who I I don't want to criticize people for who knows their situation, but I agree with you 100 percent. Now is the time we need to push back against things like that. Corbett also has done work about like the TSA and how we need to start showing people there is an alternative to just letting things happen like that. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just if, you know, you're watching someone being like arrested for a T-shirt. And stuff. I mean, I don't know if it gets worse than that. We can't just be filming it. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know. It's mind boggling to me that that's the only um, like response of the people. And I guess some people are are yelling. But I mean, they're just counting on you to not do shit as this stuff gets worse. Exactly. Um, And I think honestly, a lot of the stuff that's happened in recent weeks, especially uh, from the Biden administration, in general is is aimed at really just dividing like never before and doing yep. stuff that just totally drives conservatives up a wall. I agree. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a trap personally. Well, we've talked about it so many times. Yeah. You yeah. know, even before January 6, we were like the war on domestic terror they're doing it.
1: I yeah, um, and and they, I want to I want to say really quickly that 100% the credit goes to you for that incredible insight. Like, I mean, you remember we talked about this the the this election special I mean, there's so you people need to go back and watch that series that we went through. And I mean, there's so many insights that you put down on there that that literally came to pass January 6th. I mean, so many different things. I just want to make sure people know that because that was that was ahead of its time more than usual.
0: Oh, thanks. Well, aside from that, though, that's an agenda that they want to go live at some point. Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about what's going to happen after the midterm election specifically for that. But, you know, I'm not going to if anyone wants to ask a time frame, I'm not going to put a time frame on it. Yeah. But um I will say that it seems dicey uh, in that period, especially with this economic crunch coming in Europe, that's obviously going to impact the U.S. to a degree as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they're they're definitely looking to push people's buttons and and. You know, you have people like, uh, I don't know, what's her name, Kathy Griffin, um, <laughs> saying stuff on Twitter, like, if you don't vote Democrat, get ready for a civil war.
1: That person still in exist. Like, is she real?
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? Um, well, you know, I <laughs> Kissinger's like- still <laughs> alive, too. And here, you know,
1: caricature, I mean, though, you know? Like, some people like-
0: that are unfortunate seem to never go away when yeah. they really should, so...
1: You know, yeah, there's far worse people, people than Kathy, Kathy Griffin. I just think that she's such a, yeah. such a clown, a, a cartoon of what somebody could be in the political sphere or even just, you know, anyway, this, she shouldn't take our time away. She,
0: from, she's <laughs> only relevant for being hysterical about Trump anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. And, but I mean, that's the point though, is that that particular group is like Biden's base mm-hmm. anyway. And if they're signaling that, I mean, Biden's actual base, I don't think is very big at all. Mm -hmm. he's a low approval rating uh and i think it's probably even lower than they admit in in the polls and a lot of people that voted him did so for him did so reluctantly because it was just orange man bad anyone's better than than trump right so
1: lesser of two evils right there always works yeah
0: so you know as far as like his his quote-unquote base people that are like yeah the dnc and i'd consider voting for hillary clinton in 2024 those people are that type of kathy griffin response is probably what a lot of them think Mm
1: -hmm. right now
0: and they've used roe versus wade and other stuff to sort of you know stir the pot now they're stirring the pot on the conservative side and You know, there's been people that have been arguing for a long time that there's this effort to sort of drive the U.S. towards engineered uh, civil war. But the people that the state won't be backing are going to be these, you know, these types like the guy arrested in this video.
1: Yep. Right. The, where, where it's an obvious violation of his rights. I mean, there's no way around that.
0: Well, it, yeah, it, but it, you don't really have rights in the U.N. A lot of people like to yeah. go on and be like, oh, well, we have these rights. And the people in the video are saying like, oh, you know, this is not right. You know, and maybe in court it'll get thrown out. But if the state decides you don't have rights, you don't have rights.
1: Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I vehemently disagree with that. I think the, the, the rights are inherent. They exist whether they well, respect you or not.
0: In theory, we can think that philosophically, but from the perspective of the state, of they course. don't give a shit.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. But I just, just for our own understanding, the yeah, way that yeah. it's supposed to be understood, if it has any value to those that, you know, whatever. The point is, as you know, it's, it's that it's something that exists that they can't just turn on or off. I think the reason I say that is because there's such an obvious agenda over the last, however many years to convince the people that the Constitution are just doled out rights they get based on good citizenship or however. They, it's a social credit transition. That's why well, I'm very yeah. concerned freedom about
0: Freedom as that. a service yeah. is, is what it's going to be now instead of freedom as a human right. And that's right. within the whole ID 2020 digital ID framework is making freedom not a human right. It's now freedom as a service or F-A-A-S. <laughs> it even has its own acronym. Isn't that fun? Once it that's... gets to the acronym stage, it's, it's definitely definitely too far down the road but um you know they're arresting this guy for just like wearing a a t-shirt and stuff I mean that's not a good sign obviously so this the idea what I'm saying here is that when these people decide that they can you know do this sort of stuff and get away with it it's just going to get worse until something happens where they stop getting away with it whatever that looks like right so This is, this is some complicated uh, stuff for sure, um, yeah, I agree. but I don't really see it um, getting better. And I say that because, you know, this whole war and domestic terror infrastructure, it's already there. And so, you know, people are already being arrested for pre-crime and crap right. like that based on social media posts for more than a year now. Um, You know, it, it's, it's not going to get better. Is, is my point. And they can do all this stuff in court or, you know, the war on domestic terror is just like the war on terror where people's right. People had no rights in the war on terror. If they were arrested or, you know, taken into custody, basically kidnapped stuff like that and tortured, whatever. I mean, that's to bring that same suspension of rights uh, here for domestic use. Yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah. like,
0: they're not they They have fully intend to trample all of your rights. Um, well, and you it, if you're going to wear a t-shirt and be like, I don't agree, you know, I mean, if that's a bad enough offense to get arrested, you know, people should be on, on notice.
1: And as you put it, the, the you know, the, the, your body is the new battlefield, right? I mean, that's the transition. It went from, you know, foreign to domestic to internal. I mean, that's really the direction. Well, that's the biosecurity
0: thing. I, yeah, I exactly. hear they're not justifying it under COVID. It's justified based on his, you know, I guess traditional american value t-shirt <laughs> i don't know what which else to call it
1: mind-blowing well let's go through this really quickly so we're not get too far from it this is yeah. it's not brand new but it's still from 2022 and i just think that the point of it's very important and first of all it's a bill banning vaccine passports which is the interesting overlap that you were just talking about the digital id the kind of infrastructure direction that's what that in my opinion is clearly tied to and then it, it they it actually ended up winning it, it's not Finished yet, but it went forward with a seven to two vote. So the banning of passports went forward in Utah, which is an important thing to remember. But it says four people who have been removed from the committee. There were actually three other people afterward that got removed. And it, it seemed like they were yelling things or whatever, but that's a different point. It's really just about this one guy. But it's simply talking about how uh where was it right here? So basically they warned the crowd, not and what's weird by the way is they frame this, which clearly isn't the case. I just love how corporate media is so blatantly trying to misinform the, the situation warned the crowd who had gathered in support of the bill it's so clear to me that everyone in that room is screaming about you know it's the, the most people in that room were there to shout it down which is why they got removed because they didn't support it so quick first point i just think it's funny that they decided to frame it that way but it says they asked the trooper to remove a man who had a sticker that violated the rules now I, he says he took care of the sticker i don't know if what he did was walk out and stick it on his phone because that seems to be the focus is the phone he's holding up. But either way, it's a sticker that says vote no on something. That's what they're discussing. But then what do you think about the weird shirts? Clearly, the shirt was playing a factor. Well, it,
0: okay. So if the guy was saying against displays, I guess his shirt was interpreted as that, as being
1: like, you I know, guess. a partisan thing. But it's pretty silly. Yeah. What if it just said, you know, i don't even know like that's we the people is you can't even argue that's a partisan concept you know yeah
0: but this whole thing i mean i'm I'm telling you they are just trying to rile people up that are like in into traditional american values or whatever that means or traditional america americana in general um they want people to feel like that's under attack
1: yeah yeah and they're doing a
0: good job of of making them feel that way
1: i mean Um, it is really I mean, at the end no. of the day, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, it's whether that's the goal or not. It's definitely happening. So you were right, and I think yeah. it's just hoping people take the bait, you know. And taking the bait, not taking the bait, doesn't mean doing nothing. So I'm clear on that, right? Taking the bait is jumping in to violent action, or you know, they want to frame what at least the action as violent, so they could use it to progress the agenda. In my opinion, I think that's centered on one side more so than the other. But ultimately, what we see here is is in California, but happening all across the board politicians are trying to pass legislation to be able to control what doctors are allowed to say Now we've already seen the control over that during the entire hype of the yeah revolution. but this is next
0: level yeah. exactly
1: this is this is putting it down into law that they're not allowed to say what they think is the reality yeah. if it challenges the consensus i mean, <clears throat> this just blows my mind but it's exactly what i would expect
0: Okay, so I would say that this bill, as proposed, is basically an effort towards mind control. Why do I say that? I say that because what we're being told all the time is we have to trust the experts, but what you're doing is you're only allowing the experts to say one thing.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Right. So through that, then you're basically having a monopoly on, on public opinion. If you're forcing public opinion to be based on expert opinion, and you're controlling what the experts can and can't say, You remove. They can only say one thing about an issue. Then you're, you know, flooding the zone, right? I don't know if we've talked about that tactic, but um, Johnny Vedmore on my site did a piece about it because it comes. Mm -hmm. uh, That whole strategy uh, was mentioned at Event Two Zero One for the first time, but it was developed by Edelman PR, which is one of the biggest public relations firms uh, in the world, but it's based in the U.S. Uh, and, and very, you know, closely tied to the World Economic Forum, which co-hosted event 201, you know, mm-hmm. among other groups, but they're, you know, those, the, that's their strategy. And this is, you know, <clears throat> flooding the zone isn't, I think they've realized over this time isn't necessarily as effective if you have dissenting voices, you have to remove the dissenting and then flood people with information. And a variety of experts all saying the same thing without there being room for dissent. So I think right. this is them tweaking that flooding the zone uh <laughs> strategy so it works more for them right yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: well i uh, what's interesting is it it essentially removes I don't know the necessity or the value or the need for the expert. You're just pretending the expert, you know, they're experts because, but they're not there because they're experts. They're there because they hold a certain belief. So you're just kind of jumping over that entire idea. And eventually experts who are not yet experts who want to (coughs) be that, realize that they have to play ball to be able to have that title. And, you know, this is social engineering. And there's a lot
0: of clout chasers. They're not going to have a shortage of people that will say whatever they're told to say for clicks and for fame and whatever. So yeah, uh, that's what they're counting on but they have to censor dissenting voices like they haven't before in that, and that but in, in this case it's not social media censorship it's literally uh, thought crimes in a particular profession you want to stay a doctor then tell the line yeah. and that's not obviously going to be something that is just about COVID-19 maybe it's going to start that way but this is this is a slippery slope so don't see this as a one-off thing this is Uh, the beginning of, of efforts to really like control what the public thinks.
1: Yep, exactly. And that's definitely where we're going. And we don't see that, or I say, I should say we see that more than anywhere right now, Maybe especially since, kind of like at least the perceived die down of the COVID agenda in Ukraine. I mean, I, I've i never seen such a constant onslaught of easily debunkable information and just blatant, <sighs> this you know, whole cloth lies like the ghost of Kiev or you know all these different things in my lifetime. I just think Ukraine is such an obvious example of this, uh, this effort. But what I what I want to talk about here is the is the interesting discussion of Ukraine I mean, it, or any, any thoughts you want to have by the way feel free and jump in with anything but the, the, <laughs> first of all this is from Dmitry uh, Polanski probably saying that incorrectly from, it's from the Russian government just in line with the topic of today's UN Security Council meeting convened by Russia on supplies of western arms to Ukraine which they've only just recently been forced to admit the full scope of how early they were doing this 2014 forward the UN NATO giving them weapons it's been admitted to yeah. from a NATO perspective now UK, US, and NATO aren't interested in peace in Ukraine, where they were testing weapons, earning money, sort of like Israel does with the Palestinians, to wage a proxy war against Russia until the last Ukrainian. And he's, quote, tweeting this diplomacy watch, quote, or colon, why did the West stop a peace deal in Ukraine? A recent peace in foreign affairs revealed that Kiev and Moscow had a tentative deal to end the war all the way back in April. So I want your thoughts on that.
0: Okay, you know, the more this, this wage is on and the more the whole sanctions thing and the proxy war um, <clears throat> plays out, it looks increasingly to me just like a, a planned, a, a pre-planned, among other things obviously going on, um, a pre-planned wealth transfer and yeah. a, a part of an, a, a major effort to de-industrialize the West um, in, in a very short period of time. A plan because including you- Russia? <clears throat> no, I think Russia is is obviously the sanctions haven't impacted Russia the way they were advertised. They're basically own goals, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, obviously making a soccer football reference there. Right. So um, basically the sanctions were justified as, oh, they're going to do all this damage to Russia, which they didn't really do, Right. And now Mm -hmm. they're, who are they actually damaging and why are they continuing that policy when it's obvious what the, what the consequences are at this stage and why are all the, all, all, why is all of this money being sent to Ukraine Mm -hmm. over and over again uh, to keep a proxy war going that could have stopped months ago or didn't even need to happen in the first place. And Ukraine can't win unless those infusions of cash continue forever and ever and ever, basically. Um, So, you know, you have a situation where Western nations are impoverishing basically their own population to keep a proxy war going that is unsustainable and requires taking even more money out of these Western nations that, that they're already impoverishing their own population right through sanctions and manufactured food and energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this? It literally makes no sense to me. <clears throat> you can't explain this away as incompetence. Right. That's how I feel. The Western leaders are either are in on it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't so know. The there's questions. something
0: bigger going on here um i think than just um you know death throes of the u.s empire desperate to keep ukraine i mean they could have had this tentative deal and just had kept ukraine with the same power structure it has now Zelensky, whatever stays in power and they just agree not to join nato for now even Mm. you know Mm. like uh there's obviously some other stuff at uh, in play here and i don't think anyone we we even have all the information to really know exactly what's going on but i think one key agenda here is to deindustrialize the west to force this whole uh, new financial system on the west right. because they're reaching the end of the road so there's other stuff going on here in terms of the timing of all of this stuff and they need a justification. They need a scapegoat, and I think that's what the Ukraine war ultimately is. It's a scapegoat for all this other stuff that's that's going on right now because it's not hurting Russia, right? You know,
1: it is. I was just talking about this with Matt as well. I mean, it's really it's it's clownish that we're talking about this where they're over here going, we need to reduce nitrogen, carbon, your twenty thirty agenda, and it's going to be painful to get there. And well, then on- population. Right. right. Well, so you have yeah. that happening. And then on the other side of it, you have, oh, you know, Putin's causing all this chaos over here and it's causing all these shortages and problems and reductions in these things. And he's bad guy for doing that. And it's like, well, wait, didn't you just say that we need those things to happen because it's a the positive? West is
0: do- yeah, the West <laughs> is doing it to itself on purpose and they were going to do it anyway even before the right. Ukraine war. But I don't think they they thought they could get away with selling it as easily right. if it was just the decarbonization,
1: quote-unquote, agenda. Yeah, it's a pretty clumsy and, and <laughs> half-hearted scapegoat. I mean, that's my point, is that it contradicts Of course, itself. but they need
0: more than one scapegoat to to try and manage um, the public when mm-hmm. the squeeze really starts to hit.
1: I don't even... but my, I guess my, that's my point, though. I don't even think the average person who even watches, who buys all what they're doing, is going to... Like how, the, you can't sit here and watch them say that we need these things to happen, but it just so happens that bad guy Putin's causing those things to happen, and we're calling them bad. In the same conversation, you see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't even. Yeah, I don't
0: think it works on a on most people. I think they don't, but I don't think they're counting on the support of most people. I think it's a yeah, specific yeah, minority. Yeah. How many people have they, um, you know, convinced that that Trump is an agent of? Putin and the KGB and whatever that are still frothing at the mouth about Russiagate stuff with yeah. Trump.
1: Well, here, It's here, not
0: the majority of people in the U S but it's a large enough segment that's loud enough right, that they can right. use it to justify their policies by having some sort of visible base of support. Maybe you could even argue the illusion of public support because right. it's probably not that biggest segment of the population. They don't need everyone.
1: Yeah, that's, that's they just what need some about, people. That's what I say about the false majority, right? And and to your exact yeah. point, here's the next uh, tweet that was put out by Vanessa Beely, which is exactly the point we're making: is that you know they they, they, they it, this would suggest that they to such an extent, don't have the influence of people or have people's opinions in the line they want them to be, as the print points out, 60 to 80 percent of Twitter accounts posting on Russia, Ukraine war yeah. were bots. 90 yeah. percent Ukraine finds in a new study. And she laughs. Ah, oh, You don't say it's and, like, and again, I argue it's in every topic we're talking about today.
0: This is what I brought up with the censorship stuff on on the in the California bill. This is the mm-hmm. same thing. You're you're basically manipulating public perception. That's the goal. Right. Um, so a lot of the stuff that goes, that, that takes place in social media is not genuine people. And a lot of the likes aren't genuine and whatever.
1: Uh, For some people it is, but for some
0: people it's not.
1: Huh? What are your thoughts about that being everything? Like the whole, everything we're dealing with on social media and the internet t- is involving. Yeah, this I think, I things. think,
0: I think it is a war for public perception, but the more dependent people have become on the internet for their access to information, it is a major battlefield because those people we have to wake up basically. Yeah. Um, and because I think regular people that aren't plugged into this stuff, trust the experience of their eyes and ears way more than the people plugged into the internet do who just trust what they see online yeah. more than they trust you know, in their daily lives.
1: I was going to laugh and just say that we're trying to reach that one person in the middle of 500 bots. And we're like, you listen, like, (laughs) I just wonder how many people are actually engaged. But there's a
0: reason they invest so much, so much resources in this because they see it as a major battlefield. Why are they investing all that money in it? Well, and it's because, you know, truth, uh, people gravitate towards it, whether they like it or not. So they have to spend a lot more money because it's technically an uphill battle for them, but they have a lot more resources than people like you and I do.
1: Yeah. Good point. Um,
0: But you know, there's a reason they see this as a major battlefield because I mean, it is in a way
1: it it really is regardless of whether there's, 1% 1% of the population using it or 99%, the perception is what matters. As long as they can sell you on the idea that most people in general think a certain way and use this to do it, then they succeeded, whether or not that's the yeah. case. you know, That's mm-hmm. the scary part about how we're so controlled and tapped into the electronic part of all this. But I figured if you had any thoughts on this kind of part of the story today of what's going on, I just wanted to include it because I thought it was interesting. I know there's a World Economic Forum discussion to be had. Yeah, any thoughts on this, I figured we could get into it. I haven't really even dove into a lot about this other than the history of what I already know, but do you have any thoughts okay. on the passing of uh, the Queen? Well,
0: there's been some speculation that she might have actually been dead for a while because yeah, like, you know, they were using holograms of her for stuff and like she wasn't seen in public you know, all this weird stuff. And so maybe they only, they're, the speculation was that maybe she died sooner and they only decided to announce it more recently to take atten- public attention away from other stuff going on. And that may really be true because what do you know, literally it happens right as a new government is taking power. There's obviously all the ministers are are changing because a new government has come in Um, and a lot of new policies are going to be laid down and literally no one in the UK is going to hear about it because media is going to be dominated by the, you know, probably week or two of funeral whatever ritual stuff for the queen um so that's one thing the other side of this is oh man if only king charles the third uh will suffer the fate of his predecessor king charles I, i believe who was beheaded in public for being an enemy of the people may history repeat itself i'm oh, sorry i'm gonna get hit for a yeah. <laughs> hate speech on that one uh but why do i say this a lot of people don't pay attention i haven't paid attention to king charles over the last king charles now prince charles previously mm-hmm. um over the past couple of uh, years specifically uh but they really should have because if you look back the great reset when yeah. that was formally launched that was launched by uh, prince charles now king charles the third um under the uh, you know, auspices of the of, of of you know, his office of Prince, whatever, um, mm-hmm. with the World Economic Forum. So he's intimately involved in all of this stuff and has been for a very long time. Um, and with a lot of these other elite groups in which, you know, are sort of on the same tier. There's the World Economic Forum. Uh, there's a lot of interpopulation between the World Economic Forum, the 1001 Club, it's sometimes called, which is, you know, King, uh, Prince Charles, King Charles is a part of that. Um, and, you know, the Bilderberg Club ties in with those groups too, and or Bilderberg Group ties in with all that stuff um, you know
1: yeah there's there's a lot of i was just talking about this with richard grove as well there's a lot of very obvious t- you know the, the the line they're
0: a specific tier i wouldn't say they're necessarily at the top though i like to defer sort of to the the structure laid out of the global public private partnership as ian davis calls it it's helpful right. graphic but they're near the top uh because they're the ones that develop the policies that are then basically given uh to nation states to enact right. um Crazy. But what? he's basically the figurehead of that. And so, you know, p- they've already said in, in different um mainstream media outlets that he'll be the climate change king. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to climate change and and uh you know, Prince now King Charles, it's not about the planet, it's about using, you know, your love and desire to make keep the planet nice and alive and and unpolluted and roll back actual environmental degradation. Um by you know getting you to sign over uh, you know <laughs> your sovereignty for a system of uh, eternal debt slavery and depopulation, because mm. there's nothing Prince Charles or King Charles uh, wants more than to depopulate, and there are numerous um, yep. there's a lot of evidence to that effect, so when he talks about need to enact you know drastic changes for climate policy, you should you know, climate change, you should just see a drastic policy to depopulate when you're talking about this guy. Huh. Um, so that's concerning. Cause I think they're going to use a lot of this energy around, new king, new prime minister uh, to push for those agendas specifically. And the party that would ostensibly oppose this stuff is the one in power. Look at the Tories, the conservatives, right? The yeah. supposed right party, uh, you know, and wasn't Boris Johnson like elected to be, be you know, anti-globalist sentiment originally, right? A pro Brexit, whatever. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, good luck. Good luck with that. Who are you going to vote for in the UK? You know, the Labor Party. <laughs> uh, well, they're going to vote Keir for lesser two evils, of it's course. A, it's a joke. So, yeah, Um. hopefully there's going to be grassroots resistance big enough in the UK to just bring the whole system down. That's all they can. That's all people there, I think, should be looking at if, if, if you're in the UK and think this is going to be solved by by voting. <laughs> uh, well,
1: yeah, that's never the Uh-oh. answer, in my opinion. There's a post from the World e- Economist or uh, e- Economist Forum. It's, it's a parody a, it's a account. It's a, yeah, I know it's a parody account. That's my point. But but is it Economist or e- Communist? I'm trying. I was looking real quick, but it's a quote nonetheless. To go to quote to follow because it's constantly pointing out the illusion around the World Economic Forum. But he's pointing out tomorrow we begin a great reset. and he, that's posting the closeness between the two that's historically been there all the way back to well, sure. Uh, you know, which, which was what you were just discussing, right? I mean, it's just so obvious, that the history around all of this. And I wanted to point out as well, I don't have to play it, but necessarily as you know, one of the many dimes he's discussing, and this is also a parody account, by the way, it's not the real Klaus Schwab, uh, pointing out just his connection to the Great Reset and the climate change agenda and everything we're talking about. So we have a lot coming. Yeah. And before we jump into the focal point of the injection today, I think from England, which is important, I want your thoughts on this. I found this to be very interesting. I know that, I mean, there's a lot of discussion of why that would make sense, but I want to hear your thoughts on it, of the, why the, the king, new King Charles, as well as the people sitting next to him during this are all wearing yarmulkes. I just think that's interesting. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, uh,
0: I, not really. I don't really know what to make. I, that, that's bizarre. I hadn't seen that
1: uh, video it's, I mean, there's, there's plenty of, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are going to give you a thousand different reasons why that. Well, sense. yeah, I know I'd have true. to,
0: I'd have to consider them before I, <laughs> well, <obviously, laughs> I know what I, obviously yeah. what I, I, what I think really about it, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the UK specifically.
1: Well, so, just, you know, we'll see this would like, my point is that there, there's a lot of things out there that people will say that they can't prove. That, I, that are some of the which might not be true, but there's there's something in there that, that connect, there's there's this doesn't make sense on it, from what you would just generally talk about, it's, unless there's some kind of influence from the Zionist regime or some kind of. Well, I mean, I mean, you know,
0: th- every U.S. president goes to the what the Western Wall in in Jerusalem and wears the yarmulke, even if they're not Jewish. Trump did it. Usually Zionists uh, did do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if it it could be something just as simple as like, I love Zionism. And -hmm. I mean, remember the British state had a major role. In in the creation of the state of Israel.
1: Well, exactly. That that's kind of my point is there's more going on there than we than we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, but, but... I, th- I think it doesn't. Mm-hmm. What was confusing is what the setting is. If this was at the wall, I would understand that. But you know, we don't know. We don't know. But my, I think it's interesting that it would even happen in a setting that isn't isn't necessarily an, an Israel focused setting it's interesting so anyway i just thought that was an odd thing to point out i'm going to look more into that and, and find out the history of why that's happened and what it means i just think it's very telling i thought you might have insight in regard to that topic in general but if not we can just jump to the next one
0: yeah i i don't i don't really uh, i'd have the to think about it i guess a little more I'd, I'd like to go to the next one if that's okay.
1: okay yeah no it's very strange to me though i just think the obviously yeah the it's design, odd design i, I agree that it's um
0: yeah
1: whether we're talking COVID 19 ukraine i mean the, the zionist agenda i mean having even biden come out again during this administration and say the that designs that's a strange thing to say when you know okay. that Go ahead.
0: Well, I, I've written a book about like the whole Epstein group and the, and the network behind him, them. And a lot of that involves, you know, I go pretty far back to like world war II and talk about the creation of the state of Israel um, and some other stuff there. And really, I mean, they are really just keynote and what I see is a transnational mafia. And a lot of that, you know, is an outgrowth of the historic Jewish mob uh, in the U S but they had a lot of, you know, they were basically in business with the Italian mafia and it's mm-hmm. not, you know, so clear clut as some people like to imagine it is, mm-hmm. you know, about one group controlling everything. It's it's, you know, a bit more complicated than that. But there is a lot of influence of a particular uh group uh who like to say that only their brand of nationalism, i.e. Zionism, is okay and all other forms of nationalism are not, which is a double standard, but there's right. a lot of other stuff. Um going on in that mix, obviously. Uh, so you end up, you know, because they're a key part of this transnational power structure, you see them pop up in a lot of things that happen on the world stage in a big way, yeah. uh, like you just mentioned. Uh, but again, I think it's a lot more, um, complicated, uh, than some people would have you, uh, believe necessarily. Um, trying to, uh, no, I completely, I completely <laughs> they, agree with you. Mm-hmm.
1: I do. Well, I, I, it, it, this is in no way an indictment of, of the Jewish people in its entirety. I mean, like, that's the idea of what people try to, to force into well, this. It's more about a political entity that is using the idea of that. And some of them, which I, also may be, yeah. that, it's it's so, the there.
0: If you're like a transnational, you know, organized crime network, it's very convenient to have a group of people in one particular state that you can never criticize or investigate or anything. Right. Um, exactly. And that is essentially what happens uh, with Israel and with Zionists. Um, so that makes them a really um, play key roles because they're never, you know, never held accountable, but the CIA is never held accountable either. And there's a lot of other, um, you know, right. Right. groups that, that are able to you know, evade accountability Uh, For for certain things, but you know, if you want to talk about state sanctioned, you know, fuckery, (laughs) you know, uh, that never gets investigated or even talked about, you know, Israel's a good, you know, indicator.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, that, that
0: does happen. So I think that makes them end up having, you know, a key uh, play a key role in in some of the stuff. And also the fact that from the very inception of that state, organized crime has been very much embedded in the national security state of Israel. And you can see that with uh, who armed the Haganah, the precursor to the IDF. You have groups like. You know, Bugsy Siegel and, and Mayor Lansky and, and people like that. But again, it's um complicated. But I, you know, and, and knowing that history and having literally written a book about it, you know, I don't really know what necessarily to make out of this picture, except that it's going to make a bunch of uh bunch of people go go wild
1: yeah i mean and rightly but the very least it should make you go that's interesting i would want to understand that and question what you're looking at because it is interesting there's a reason i think they would aggressively over the years try to conflate the idea of zionism with judaism to make it one and the same well when absolutely very not you know but that that that,
0: that, right. that uh folds into what i just mentioned earlier that if you conflate it then you can't criticize it right and so right. you know that's part of the part of the deal there um but it's it's worth pointing out that a lot of these people, including the ones I write about in my um, upcoming book, uh, regularly screw over regular Jewish people all the time and, you know, uh, use them as you know, shields for actual criminal activity by conflating their criminal activity with Judaism or with Zionism.
1: Right. Um, And usually the ones calling out that exact thing, right. There's a lot of Orthodox Jewish communities that will be like, they're using Jewish, you know, Jewish uh, Judaism to push an agenda. And they're the ones that get raided by the IDF. I mean, there's videos of it, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's but- it,
0: it's a it's a complicated thorny issue, but you oh. know Prince Charles wearing a yarmulke. I don't know what that means. I also think Prince Charles probably does a lot of stuff that people don't understand, like have Jimmy Savile as a best friend. So yeah, you know, <laughs> or maybe you
1: understand, but we're not supposed to talk about.
0: It. <laughs> yeah, my so personal opinion. Let's, yeah, I'd be happy right. to
1: move on <laughs> <laughs> then because I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Hey, no worries. Well, let's let's talk about the injection here that I think ties in with everything else we're getting into that I think is really telling this like this deconstruction, I guess not deconstruction, like demolition of like it, it's so obvious how this is tapered back the other way. When we were earlier in the beginning of all this, I mean, right now, what this is essentially saying for the podcast is England is now essentially banning shots for under 12 like not allowing them, like you can't do it after a certain period if you're under 12. And what does that say about the US and their stance or Canada or Israel or anybody else that is making them in many cases do that? And so it just shows you that it's slowly going the other direction. I argue it's probably hopefully one step away from, oh, well, maybe, maybe only over 65s or, you know, I think this is unsafe for literally anybody taking it. That's my personal opinion based on the science. But what is your first take on this? that England is now saying you won't even be allowed to do this anymore while other places are, at the very least coercing and and mandating that they need you to go to school and so on for people under 12.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's happened in Chile where I live. It's a, you know, unofficial mandate, but it's like, um, 80% or something of kids have to be vaccinated for the schools to stay open and not be online schools. Wow. Um, yeah, very, very criminal. Anyway, um, talking about the UK, well, they also rolled back the stuff with pregnant women, Um, And there's going to be no accountability for the people that pushed this on either kids or pregnant women. I was in the UK while I was pregnant. I went to the NHS and I was aggressively pressured to get the vaccine while pregnant. I said I didn't want it and I tried to be nice and non-confrontational uh, saying that I was not uh, interested because of the lack of study uh, I was repeatedly told that there were studies that did not exist um, and I think I actually sent to you some of the stuff they have that they had at the time in the NHS offices um, urging pregnant women to get it saying in the u.s this uh, 2,000 pregnant women have gotten gotten it and nothing bads happened to them uh, and a bunch of like good Goobly guck that's not actually data or science.
1: That argument kills me. Yeah, well, just, just you know, can't you tell? But well, the evidence actually does show a lot of harm. But the, yeah. just the idea that he oh, wasn't—that the, they, they took it. I mean, go ahead. Sorry, I here's, just, here's, here's the thing. I was me. just
0: trying to say it's experimental. I want to wait for the data. I don't want the. I don't want the. I wasn't going to get the shot anyway. Obviously, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be confrontational with the doctor, and the guy was so aggressive. I mean, I, I, I it, it was like, like it was, it was intimidating, and um you know and it, he wasn't a small guy either and i don't feel like the doctor is going to punch a pregnant woman you know but it like felt really uncomfortable and i can only imagine how many women he did that to i wonder how many of them got it and what happened to their babies and yeah. i wonder how many other doctors like that are in the nhs system so i hope that guy um well you know i'll stop wishing bad things on people. I think my Prince Charles comment was enough. (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah, but there has to be accountability and now it's a kid thing. and, And specifically from what I understand, they're, um, uh, taking it, uh, preventing it from being given to kids under 12 specifically over concerns about developmental issues so what have they done to a generation of kids what have they done to a generation of kids in various countries all over the world including uh israel including chile uh, which have high vaccination rates for young kids because of the pressure from the government uh specifically in the uk it happened in the u.s it happened um you know this
1: is just insane it's insane we're seeing spikes in ex- excess mortality, specifically in like 11 to 24, pretty much everywhere. I mean, yeah. a lot of people are trying to hide that. But I mean, you could talk at Dodd's been doing a great job pointing. This out. there's a lot of people out there that are constantly pushing this out and they just act like, whoa, we're baffled, you know, or SIDS is the leading or rather specifically in Alberta, it's the unexplained death, but which is literally what SIDS and SADS are. It's a catch all for unexplained death. Yeah. Most people don't know that they're skyrocketing. You know, I mean, it's yeah. unreal what we're seeing. Just to quickly point this out for those that have seen I've, many times I've shared this, but to, to your point is that this is whether the UK has pulled this back or not, it's been the same from the very beginning. This has never changed. This was last updated in yeah. February, as this yeah. is the Pfizer documentation. It says that the safety for pregnant women is unknown. I mean, it's, it's unreal that this is something that has always been there. And the UK doesn't even admit they did that. They just quietly change it. The same thing they did with the MRN absolutely treatment. but it was it, it i
0: can tell you as a pregnant woman that was in the nhs system at the time the the pressure was aggressive and everywhere right, right. they were they in your face about it for that I would go and like sign in and the secretary lady would be like, you can get your COVID vaccine over there. Maybe you should think about doing it. And, you know, I mean, and then the aggressive, I mean, it was all over the place. It was really excessive. So, you know, they're planning for their biggest fall booster drive ever. I doubt even if they've changed this official guidance, it's really going to change their practices. So they can go to hell.
1: I mean, look at (laughs) at the article in itself. Here's why that's bad news. Like here's what's funny to me is that, so these are the same people. That are the mantra they have tattooed on their forehead is trust the science. Right. So the people who are supposed to be advising about the science come out and go, we are not going to do this anymore because the underlying point they were supposed to assume is the science suggests that then they come out as the news and go, here's why that's wrong because kids are in danger. like, so you're not even trusting the fake science that you're telling. It doesn't even, you know, these people are trusting a narrative that was set and now they're not even listening to the people there's, they're claiming we all should be listening to. They're just holding that the narrative is gospel. You know, it's, it's in a very revealing series of events, I would argue. Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, basically what
0: you're seeing here is that there's going to be a group of quote unquote experts that are going to be telling the same line they've been telling this whole time, acting like, uh, what they've they've never been wrong about anything no matter how much data or or actual evidence comes out for anything they're going to stick to the talking point they've always had Mm. and that's why you're seeing major efforts to censor like doctors in California and elsewhere um, including online Um, because you know there's a lot of pushback coming doctors can't really ignore this for that much longer. Um, you know, a lot of them without even saying something, uh, you know, that maybe yeah. something is a little off here. So, you know, th- this whole mentality. And you see it perpetrated by people in mainstream media too, who just refuse to reassess evidence or, you know, right. objectively look at anything. It's going to be like vaccine works, vaccine is great, vaccine saved us all this stuff, and you know everything we said over the past couple years, we've never been wrong about any of it. And oh, you show evidence that we were wrong? Well, you know, we weren't actually wrong. Conspiracy theorists back in your cave, and you know, I mean, that's right. pretty much the mentality we're dealing with here. Uh, and this shows you they never cared about facts in the first place. Uh, okay, so all their models were wrong, but everything they did was right. You know, I mean it's just they're never gonna back down and be like, Oh, you caught us. Of course uh, never we aren't really experts and we just, you know, regurgitate shit to sell you an agenda that's aimed at a bunch of uh bad stuff. Yeah. Um and maybe conspiracy theorists are actually right about some things, you know, I mean, that's, they're never going to say that. So sad, don't the wait for part that. Is
1: they'll never, they, no matter how bad it gets, they'll never do that. Right. Which we've seen over the, over time is they will continue, you know, this is the cornered animal analogy, right? I mean, we're at a point now where, you, you know, we have to keep going, even if it feels like we have a, a moderate level of success, like with COVID we slowly went away for a minute. Right. So everyone's like, yay well, these, like, these no, we people
0: didn't. in their heads, they're like, well, uh it, the vaccine isn't going to work until literally 100 percent of the planet is completely vaccinated. You it's know, I mean, I'm sure you're, uh, people remember people saying that. Right. Yeah, it was right. like, oh, well, the vaccine won't work unless we we vaccinate literally the whole planet immediately. And I mean, that's a bunch of crap, obviously. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, the anti-vaxxers are to blame for the new variants. I mean, that not, that's yeah. the mentality here. It's not based on science. And these people aren't interested in science because they want to censor doctors and scientists. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, and you, not, not have a debate about the facts. Um, and now they're complaining that, you know, the 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 groups that have rubber stamped all of this experimental shit are being like okay we can't ignore the data coming out anymore we need to reassess and change the policy
1: oh it's bad news that's yeah, that's I just that's I can't. I hate that news for big it.
0: pharma, maybe, but you know, but these even people then, are fucking shills. I'm so yeah. tired of these people well, and it's, their it's,
1: shit. It's the media's role in this that, like we've said, if there wasn't even a corporate media to begin with, th- this never would have even been able to happen. And this is the totally. role that they're carrying, even past the engineers. It seems and it says yeah. basically parents missed their chance, just so it's clear, by the way, it Ooh-hoo. is very clearly what they're saying that they they are can no longer receive it if they are 12 or older. But it simply says this move makes little sense. You know, so this is being handed down from the government that's guided by the science. So we're told, and they just go vaccinating COVID children with COVID is important, despite some arguments you may hear the contrary. So it's like, so you don't trust the science anymore? It just seems ridiculous. And here's the the equivalent of trusting the science, as Dr. Jaw in the U.S. says. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for flu shots and one for the COVID shot, because that's science, right? Which takes us to the next point.
0: No, again, it's this idea that they see you as like kindergarteners. You have a mentality of a kindergartner and it's like dirt ditter, two arms, one for each shot. Um, God gave it to us. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, that's the rea- I mean, look at the people's faces on the screen when he says it. I mean, it's just like it's so- infantile. Yeah garbage um they haven't tested
1: these alongside other vaccines and this is this is the same point of the pregnant woman discussion and that was suddenly somebody finally at a higher level points at it so now it's kind of ubiquitous in the conversation but these things have been here since day one so right now we we also know and maybe one day somebody bigger will point this out and it will get ubiquitous interaction with other vaccines they've been pushing flu they've been pushing any other Mm -hmm. series vaccines right alongside this we don't know if that's deadly you know what I mean? Like, this kind of stuff is mind-boggling to me, but then take that with the next point. Which is it really mind-boggling?
0: The, the fall boosters have mRNA that's produced by a CIE front company, if it's Moderna, and it has studies not on humans but on eight mice, and they're like, rubber stamp, approval, emergency right. use, blah, blah, blah. If you don't get it, you're going to die, and you're going to kill your granny. Uh, how many talking points can we recycle? You're still going to believe it. I mean, it's just so nuts um it's not yeah. mind-boggling that it's uh, happening
1: it's mind-boggling that people at any level are uh, you know like it's not that that stuff's not there that is the primary community breakdown of that information The people screaming trust the science aren't even looking at this or they know it they don't care my point is at some level it's a
0: dogma it's not actual science exactly it's like religion oh, exactly yeah.
1: but there are mm-hmm. people that have been confronted with that document that just walk away from it you know and it's like it's just the point is that's is what people def- do
0: when they can't debate and don't want to be wrong exactly
1: which <laughs> they brings say bye-bye this-
0: bye. or they call twitter and they say t take them off of twitter again <laughs>
1: I'm sure they'll happily do but here's a, here's yeah. something that you and i have been I mean, really anybody who had the, the the ability to look past the narrative in the beginning was saying something just like this. And this wasn't because Delta or whatever Omicron did. It was always like this from day one. And I think the data backs that up. But here's what they just admitted in, in Quebec, at the very least. Dr. Caroline Quach, I believe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, chair of Quebec's immunization committee, clearly states, quote, severity of COVID disease in children is actually less than influenza. And this is why we just talked about them still allowing children to get it in places where even you, in England we're we'll saying no, you're not allowed. So let's listen yeah. to this, and you can comment if you'd like.
0: Sure, okay, I, I have I to go do soon. This, so I'll
1: help, okay. okay. Thank you. I question questions for Dr. Quash. I believe you mentioned in French uh, that when it comes to COVID in schools and with children, it might be time to treat it more like other respiratory viruses. Uh, could you explain what you mean by that? Well, what I meant is, we see complications arising from other
0: respiratory viruses, be it influenza, RSV. Um, what we've seen in terms of severity of COVID disease in children is that it is actually less than influenza for most age groups in terms of rates of hospitalization.
1: Just and- yes, yes, yeah, since you kind of have to rush off, I mean that's the gist of it. I mean that's it's just incredible, and this is not shocking. That's always been the case. Then that has always been there. You know, I mean,
0: it's just stupid that they're saying like too, that. Oh, well, this is proof that they need covid and the flu vaccine together. The flu vaccine, you can even look it up on Google, um, you know, great purveyor of state approved information. And it will tell you that year on year, the flu shot is lucky to be 30 percent effective.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, don't, that's because they at least if we under, trust what they're telling us, guess every year what the strain will be. And that's what they want for the covid to be. That's what they're arguing. They want it to be. Hey, it's, but it's just like a software update, Ryan. Geez. I mean, it's just so you know, for <laughs> you're people, updating guess,
0: it's whole... your code, your immune yeah. system. Co- God. I mean, again, it's like infantile talking points.
1: Well, that's not even Um, that's considered a conspiracy theory, despite it being blatantly written exactly. But that's how Moderna says it.
0: And that's how they sell it. And even Scott Gottlieb, (laughs) the the Pfizer board member, resilience board member and former FDA guy called it that. It's just a software upgrade. That's what the new fall booster is. Um, So, I mean, that's their talking point, not my talking point.
1: Right, right. But that's so as as I've said and shown many times is Moderna's website and talks about plug and play. The update, the inject, like yeah. all, every terminology that we point out, that people like act like is some conspiracy terminology came directly from Moderna's website and their talking points. You know, and that's and, what and,
0: they hacking the software of life. That's Tal Zaks, their chief scientific officer. Well, I don't know if he exactly. still is that, but yeah, for a long He's time. He's also he the
1: one that let the cat out of the bag early on in an interview that they could have found out whether it stopped transmission and they just chose not. They, they could have paid them more is typically what he said. They didn't. So I always point out that's a conscious choice by the government to be like, no, 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 don't look into that because we know what we're going to find right there. That second part's my opinion, but they chose not to do it for money. <laughs> I mean, that's so you, you can't act yeah. like, you know, it stops these things when you, you know, made an effort to make sure it didn't even get looked at. I mean, it's just it's baffling to me. Let me know if you have to jump off anytime. There's not. Yeah, that pretty stuff. soon I'm going to have to go. So okay. well, let me just rattle these through. You could jump in where you'd like. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you can just hop off. But my point in all of this is that kind of, A couple of small points that tie into larger things we've discussed on the show, the excess mortality, the rise in the baffling problems, the neurological baffling problems in Canada and, you know, all these different things that are so obviously correlated that we can't say we know for sure. But in undeniable correlation like this, a cardiologist says she's seeing a rise in 20 somethings with heart arrhythmias caused by herbal supplements. Read the article for yourself. It's ridiculous. J-
0: Jeremy Nell has like made a a couple memes where he's compiled all the headlines of like what these like heart problems and young people are about, and the excuses are pretty funny at this point. I mean, I hate to laugh at it because it's like egregious what they're right. covering for. Um, but but you cool, know, I mean, it's, it's stuff like it. getting out of bed too fast, making your bed too fast, your showers too hot, your showers too cold. You took the wrong herbal supplement. You you drank the wrong soft drink. You drank the wrong alcoholic drink. Um, you, you know, uh, I mean the list goes on. I mean, it just pretty much everything you can think of it to explain it away. Um, but it's, there's nothing normal about it.
1: I yeah, mean, right. Well, I mean, they're, they're acting like I, I, one of the next parts that might be coming up here in a second, I you. I'll, I'll just do this next is a woman. This this was from uh, September. Well, this was oh, it was posted September 6th. I thought this was oh, yeah, it happened. I think it was a little bit older, but she had a stroke or the beginnings of a stroke live on the air. And and their argument, this guy hops on is like anybody at any age with any healthy living or any health level can have a stroke at any time. And like and I'm like, well, sure, you could argue that it's like one in a million possibility that somebody could just have a random but it's not for no reason. Your body doesn't just have Well, a I mean,
0: okay, so why if the vaccine and studies has already been linked to myocarditis and you're exactly. in heart trouble and you're well, having specifically. athletes like never before collapse on field and right. like all of these, yeah, you know, all this stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, it gets
1: pretty hard to explain after it's time, impossible it's... to explain, or even just you at the very least, my point has been the same that you can't act like it can't be looked at. Like so fine. Take away the vaccine from the conversation. You're so far past the average amount of people, which was their go-to in the beginning, that you would normally see having collapses in ha- athletes. I've, I've shown FIFA studies, NIH studies. So what's causing it then? You can't just be like, we don't know. You know, it's like you like to your point. You've no, but that's what they're going to do. They're ne- They're never going to say and can cars heart attacks. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but th- they're never going to say you guys were right. The vaccine is doing bad stuff. I mean, they're never going to say that. So they're just going to be like making up whatever. I mean, mainstream media doesn't work for you. Works for the people that that did all this criminal stuff. So they're just going to run for help cover things up, which is what they've been doing for a long time. So, I mean, I don't think we can really expect any different. It's just the question is how long is the public going to fall for it at this point? And like we said earlier, I think it's getting harder and harder for them. Uh, especially as this, you know, the comfort and conveniences of life are being pulled away. It's, it's going to get, you know, things are going to change on that note. I definitely have to go, or I'm going to be late to pick up my My kid.
1: So I, uh, thank you you for joining. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, I, but I I definitely was more so referring to the government and, and, you know, not the media is going to do what the media is going to be told to do. I think at the end of the day, you know, I think what's amazing to me is that they can admit like this can cause myocarditis. And then when somebody over here goes, I got myocarditis from the vaccine, they go, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, you know, it's one of those baffling moments where you're just like, you know, that's a choice, not having to do with anything other than dogma, you pointed out, you know? Yeah. Very crazy. But uh go ahead. you got to take off right now or you going to stick around? I should probably go. So right. <laughs> I will I will sign out and uh just say really quickly that I'm
0: mm-hmm. going to have a new uh series launch next week with uh Ian Davis. So uh check it out at unlimitedhangout.com. It's going to be about uh the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Okay. Um uh, a whole new series basically examining examining most of those and how it's all a banker scam. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um I'll mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. And no, 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 no. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Thanks everyone for watching and uh, have a great rest of your show.
1: Thank you. And send me that when you, if you have anything I can put in the show notes for people to check out for that, or, or just when it yeah, comes along. Absolutely. I'll put the, the other site. So thank you for being here. Okay. With me. It's always. A pleasure. All right.
0: Thank y'all. Bye.
1: So the next point I want to jump into here is, is this discussion of long COVID crossover, which I think is, you know, something, you know, we've been talking about endlessly. This person points out, this should be a surprise to absolutely nobody given the crossover between the nature of symptoms between long COVID and anxiety and the neurological response, neurophysiological response to emotional stress. This should be a, should have been clear since almost the start headline says study finds link between poor mental health and long COVID. You know where I'm going with this? (laughs) This is so it's now I'm not even saying I know for sure what long COVID is because I'm honest enough to tell you that nobody knows it might not even exist. Because the data around the the science.org just recently put out a massive study around this discussing the fact that there are three possible causes and they're still debating what that may be. And though any of those three causes, of course, none of those include the possible injection causing something or the fact that it's, as this peer reviewed study finds, psychosomatic. That could be wrong, too. It's certainly possible. But what's funny to me is that they're talking about mental health and something that peer reviewed science has already found is a mental problem. I guess mental problem may be misconstrued, but something that you're doing to yourself. So if you have mental problems, you may be more likely to, I don't know, have a psychosomatic issue. <laughs> just a thought. November 8th, 2021. Association of self-reported COVID infection and SARS-Cereal. We'll just read the point and three PhDs being a part of this. Findings suggest persistent physical symptoms after COVID-19 infection should not be automatically ascribed to COVID-19. But here, and it says a complete medical evaluation may be needed. And you'll, that's talking about your mental capacity. Here's what it says here. Persistent physical symptoms after COVID-19 infection may be more associated with the belief in having been infected with COVID than in actually having laboratory-confirmed infection. Well, what do you know? So when you're over here and their study finds a link between poor mental health and whatever they're calling long COVID, they're hoping you'll assume that long COVID is defined. And that means mental health being a, a precursor to having a more experience, longer experience with COVID. That's not even provable. What they're saying is whatever this catch-all category is for long COVID, whether it's vaccine induced problems, whether it is psychosomatic, whether it's mental illness in and of itself, it's apparently the link finds, the study finds a link between, which is not proof, It's correlation which is exactly what they dismiss when we talk about everything else, that it means that there's a link between that problem mental health and the long COVID they're pointing at. It's just kind of interesting. It seems to completely bolster the idea that it's a psychosomatic problem. But in any case, I think it's a multifaceted thing. I think what we're staring at when we call long COVID, even if it is a specific thing being caused by COVID, is also bolstered with a thousand other things that have nothing to do with it and are caused by vaccine problems, caused by being mask wearing all day, every day, and having systemic inflammation that leads to all sorts of other problems. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Remember, the, the long COVID symptoms are things that you are associated with just about everything under the sun malaise and headaches and and on and on. Guess what? Every one of those are caused by mask wearing long-term periods. Period. Easy to see. I just find this to be absurd. But because Guardian said, and because a link was found by an observational non-random controlled style, must be the truth because it works with what we want to sell you on. Well, we've also seen examples of people who have taken this, like a Tiffany Dover example. This is Maggie Bacrodzy, a Georgian, the country person who took this and died pretty quickly afterward why isn't that talked about right it says this person was one of the one was filmed being given a shot of the corona vaccine and died here's the actual story i mean this isn't new necessarily this is uh, from 2021 the end of 2021 so it's not that old either but i find this to be very telling and it's interesting that it's not discussed 28 year old nurse filmed by an assortment of georgian media the country i call on everyone to take this vaccine she said in front of the cameras 20 minutes oh oh, go well it was after the 15 minute mark so it had nothing to do with the vaccine right guys 20 minutes after receiving her shot this was astrazeneca she became seriously ill an extremely rare allergic reaction except it's happened to hundreds of thousands of other people around the world that occurs in only a few people out of a million and is usually easily treatable unable to treat the severity of her condition the, the and i shouldn't laugh this is sad The provincial clinic had her transferred by ambulance to a better equipped hospital where she later died. That night, by the way, think about that. I mean, it's just there's so many examples like this. And finally, to a couple last points to get into in regard to where this is all going again. I was actually hoping to get Whitney's take on this because she was one of the earlier people to talk about the wastewater conversation. But Hochul declares New York polio emergency for polio. You know, for that vaccine-derived strain that's infecting everybody, which is exactly what they've admitted, which is coming from the oral polio vaccines that they gave elsewhere under the guise of eradicating the very thing that's probably being caused by the injections they're giving. But the bottom line is that it's an emergency. Why? How many people are actually affected? And in in the UK, by the way, they were forced to admit that people who already had injections were forced to get boosters. So it wasn't only the unvaccinated being problem, having a problem with this. This is just able this. She's been one of the early ones out of the gate declaring emergencies because it was breezing too hard that day or whatever else is going on. That's I just made that up to make funny, make a fun of it. But she's earlier on the emergencies more than anybody like monkeypox, for example. But the point is that this is an emergency that opens up emergency funding, opens up emergency action. We're living in the world of emergency governance. Welcome to the new normal. This is, of course, after tests in the wastewater show that it needs to be done. This is one of the earliest examples of them declaring an emergency based on what they say is about to happen. Welcome to medical pre-crime. There is your future. Now, guess what? Just mark my words. I, I don't know if it'll happen, but i if this is the time they're going to use it, wait for the time when they go, thank God we declared that emergency. That's why there's no polio. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, was there ever a polio emergency? We see it coming. The wastewater told us lockdown today. And then thank God we'd lock down. Therefore, there's no polio. Well, we just have to take their word that was ever was there like COVID or anything else. This is about creating a situation where they could just choose to lock down, shut down, declare an emergency based on the idea that something may happen, whether or not it was actually going to happen. Now, last two points. Disclosed TV just reported, this is today, U.S. household net worth after everything that's been happening. This is not just COVID-19, of course. A lot of this happened because of the dumping money in the hands of Nazis over in Ukraine at your expense and destroying things left and right. U.S. household net worth falls over $6 trillion just in quarter two. Now you know where that's falling into? The lapse of the technocrats and their lackeys. That's what's happening. They're not just, they're not just disappearing. That money is being transferred, as Whitney discussed, a massive transfer of wealth into the hands of the very people we're trying to stop under the guise of stopping things, helping things. It's incredible. As Sweden Peter Sweden points out, finally, last point, this is insane. In Switzerland, a new law would mean that people who heat their homes over 19 degrees Celsius with gas during a shortage could face up to three years in jail. With gas. Anybody confused about what this is actually about anymore? This is about controlling your life, guys. As he says, are you enjoying the Great Reset? In Norway, farmers are throwing away their harvest because of the energy prices. Many small businesses are struggling with the crazy electricity prices. The harvest, you know, in the, the, a stone throw away where people are starving. And they're being forced to throw it away because of the other problem that's totally not connected to it. Are you realizing this is happening yet? Read about it and please make sure you follow him on Substack. He's doing good work. My God. Well... Guys, I think it's very clear what's actually happening, and I think a lot of people are, are attuned to this. Probably most people. I think most everybody out there is seeing what's happening. I had a great interview today with Matt Arrett. It was Arrett. Shoot, I'm mad that I mispronounced his name. He's a, he's a very intelligent person. had a really great conversation today with him. That's going to be coming out next week. I had a great interview with Jason Burmes that I... For off-site reasons, I was forced to wait until today, but I'm going to post that tomorrow. Of course, both those are Rockman exclusive. so make sure you subscribe on Rockfin if you'd like to check them out. And again, I apologize that anything has to be behind paywalls these days, but I will release the podcast a couple of days afterwards so you guys can listen to it so it's not technically completely off-limits to everybody, but it is where we've been driven into. Right. The need to have some kind of, you know, where Patreon and PayPal and Venmo and everything else that was taken away from us over the years has slowly trickled down to a point to where we need to find more funding. So anybody out there that wants to support this platform, not because you're going to get anything back, because trust me, you're not. (laughs) I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you want to support it, reach out and let me know, because we're going to fight no matter what. But what's not going to stop is this work. Even if it comes down to just me doing this by myself yet again, which is not going to happen. We've got a lot of great people behind us, and we're going to keep this going no matter what. I was just talking with Derek about this and the fact that we're, our goal is to drive this to the, to, you know, grow to a point to where we can, they can't stop us no matter what. Even though that's what's happening now. To a point to where this becomes part of the mainstream conversation, whether they like it or not. Shove this in their faces, and that's exactly what they're most afraid of. The truth being spotlit right next to their, their lies. And you know, sadly, I don't see a lot of big people doing that in the way that I would like to see it done. That's why we're doing this. So thank you for the support and continue to support this platform. If anybody would like to continue to support this platform, there's one main area you can do so, which is the donation point on the website. Now, there's a lot of other things that you could do, including our cash app, which I'm surprised is still there, or donations via cryptocurrency or plenty of other ways. We also have uh, what was Subscribestar, and so on, or the apparel you can buy. But as I've shown before, here's the donation spot on the website. And as you know, in the past, that I, I I don't even like having to get into this, to be quite honest. I hate having to point this stuff out, but I want to see this platform grow. I want to see this continue to increase and get the truth out there. So I'll include the donation link at the end here, multiple forms to donate for and support this platform. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.